Hey, 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 listeners. I hope you can hear me fine. It is 5 a.m. on a Sunday, and I am in my prayer closet. Of course, the kids are sleeping, so you have my morning voice and my quiet voice. So today's episode, um, well, first, Holy Spirit, we thank you for another day. We thank you for this time. I pray that you direct this episode. Holy Spirit, have your way. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, so for this episode, I have a lot to unpack. And again, apologize in advance because I'm working on just speaking and not reading off of a script and just allowing the Holy Spirit to do his thing. And um, usually we focus on a verse or, you know, uh, I speak and share a verse that connects with what I, you know, discussed. However... I have a whole chapter today that I want to run through, and that is Matthew 9. I've been making a great effort at reading the Bible more, and um, I started the New Testament, I want to say this week, maybe it's been more than a week, um, because it's pretty much a chapter a day that I'm doing, and When I need to, I meditate on the chapter. And I am going back to chapter 9 because I am past chapter 9. But this chapter gave me so many uh, stories that I already knew, but I didn't know happened all at once. Like, I thought they were all different parts of the Bible. Um, And not all at once, but like within the same span of time. Last week, I spoke about the Wizard of Oz and how Dorothy was trying to find her way home. And all week, ever since then, um, I just keep hearing home. I just keep associating that episode with home. And God is home. Jesus is home. Holy Spirit is home. What is home? Ideally, home is the place of comfort for us, right? Home is our safe space. I know not everyone feels that way, but I believe that's what home is intended to be, right? A place where you can be comfortable, a place where you can be yourself. So as I am on this journey and see God as home now, I understand why he is comfort. I understand why he's my refuge. And sorry if you hear my stomach. (laughs) I am hungry, but I want to get this episode recorded before this uh, momentum and 
before my kids wake up. Before I go any further, I want to share that I'm working on a different project with someone. I was sharing with them how what I'm working on is my faith. I believe Jesus is our Lord and Savior. I believe God is Lord above all Lord, King of Kings. I believe that they orchestrate everything here on earth. However, I have trouble embracing the power of that spirit, right? Um, we know the Holy Spirit is here on earth to give us, you know, give us the spirit of God, direct us, um, protect us. And although I know he's here doing it, when I attempt to pray for things, I try to keep it like a basic level prayer. And I, I feel like I shared this before in regards to like having expectation and well, not expectation, living with expectancy. Right. Um, and knowing that faith without works is dead. Right. It's not just about um, me doing the work. Um, like studying and making sure I have time with God, but it's also about believing, like fully believing. And the irony is that this podcast is belief, right? And I know we best believe him, but I use that in regards to reading the word and believing in the word. Not, I'm not on the level yet of embracing the power of the spirit that lives in me right and as we talk about home and God being home I have to understand that that power does live in me um anyway babbling where I was getting at was me working with my Working on a different project, I shared that, you know, like I need to have the confidence in what God is directing me to do. And this podcast is one of those things that I feel led to do, even with being uncomfortable, even with feeling nervous about the persecution and so many different things. And as I read this chapter, confidence appears so many times. What I will say as well too is as I started reading the Bible um, I started with the New Testament and the reason I started with the New Testament was because I have Joyce Meyer's Battlefield of the Mind and although I started the actual book and never really finished it I wanted to purchase this Bible so that I could finish the book well I want to restart the book because it was long ago when I started it. <laughs> and although I do feel like I've overcome a lot of battles in my mind, I do want to take advantage of this book and um, use this Bible. Miss Myers leaves uh, some commentary in here that is helpful. So as I'm going through this episode, I have an amplified Bible in front of me, and I have my new, um, my NIV version. 
and I will say in this episode, um, NIV is New International Version. So what I will say is you're going to hear plenty of page flips because I am using the Bibles today. Um, Not one, but two. Talk about a level up (laughs) on this journey here in the Amplified Version. Confidence comes up here three times at least that I caught. I didn't even bother to check the NIV. Um, I typically just read the NIV. But since I'm using the Joyce Myers Bible along with this, that's where I saw confidence. So I'm going to quickly check if it would be the same when I read in the NIV. They brought him a man who was paralyzed, lying on a stretcher, seeing their active faith springing from confidence in him. Nope, that's not going to be there because it's in brackets. And see, when we talk about watch for God, I just find this so interesting because I would typically be reading my NIV. And if I'm not mistaken, I read this chapter the day after I worked on the project. Um, And it's why it just stuck with me and I had to come back to it. Confidence is, let's see, in twenty in verse 22 in here. In the NIV. Nope, it's not here either. And in 29. Wow. Nope, in the NIV it's not here at all. <laughs> Um, if you're interested, I, the the verses that I'm speaking on in the Amplified is, are, uh, verse 2, verse 22, oh wow, and verse 29, all twos, and, so that's 2, 2, 2, 2, 9, Mm mm-hmm. All right, yet again, babbling. This is why a script works for me because I feel like I go off a bit, but you're here and you're listening and I appreciate that. And hopefully I am teaching you something and you are encouraged after listening. Um, all right, so home, back to home. Not only did this chapter stick out to me because confidence was here in verse 6 Jesus tells a man that he just healed a paralyzed man that he just healed get up pick up your stretcher and go home Uh, so home was also in this chapter and that's why I want to stick with this chapter. So I think I'm just going to look at the Amplified version since that is where I originally read it. And I don't want to keep going back and forth and just 
I might find new things, but <laughs> I don't want to go. I don't want to babble on. Anyway, so as I was saying, me working in the confidence of having faith that God does miraculous things, right? Um, again, I know he's good. I believe in him. I know he is a good, good father. I trust and believe that he will get me through everything. Um, however, when it comes down to believing in miracles, I guess, I haven't seen it, right? But that's not what faith is, right? Faith is, we live by faith, not by sight. Um, we need to have the faith to believe that things are working for our good and not just because we don't see it, right? And that that's who I used to be. I used to be, you know, pst, I am I don't see that. That ain't happening. That's mm-mm. Anyway. So, as we go on in chapter 9, um there are many miracles that happen in this chapter. And I think I enjoy this because this chapter um, also because in here is where we learn that, you know, Jesus is not just here for those who are righteous. Um, Jesus is here for those who actually need help, you know. Um, So, yes, chapter nine is when they're pretty much... um, have just crossed over the Sea of Galilee and have gotten to Jesus's city, which was Capernaum. Hopefully I'm pronouncing that correctly. I believe he was already preaching when some individuals came with a paralyzed man um, to ask that Jesus would heal him. And how amazing is that? Yet again, we go back to my last episode where Dorothy had her community, right? And they all led each other to the wizard. Um, These people believed God, believed in Jesus so much that they carried a paralyzed, a paralyzed man um, to him. And not only did they carry him to him, they put him on top of a roof. I believe this is the same parallel man. And forgive me if it's not. Um, uh, but he heals the man and again, it's just awesome that, you know, people, there are people who are out here. And I think that's why this podcast is also important for me, because that's what kind of community I'm trying to create. A community of believers who, um, you know, can support one, of them, support one another, encourage one another, uh, and teach one another, right? Jesus forgives this paralyzed man. And he heals him. Now, (laughs) the leaders of, 
I don't even know what they, what do we call them? The teachers of the law. Okay, yeah, I'm going to use NIV and Amplified. Because in the Amplified it says, the scribes, I believe. The scribes said to themselves, yep. And in NIV it says, the teachers of the law. So we know that the teachers of the law are scribes. Um, and they're, they're like witnessing Jesus heal this man and forgive this man. And they're upset. They're like, who, who is this man? Like, what, what is he doing? And who gives him the right to be here doing this? Um, without them knowing he's the son of God. So these teachers of the law are upset. And bothered working our way down this chapter. Um, so, yes, once Jesus heals this man and forgives this man, he tells him to pick up his mat, his stretcher, and amplified in NIV. What do we say? I'm sorry, I didn't expect this. This is like a Bible lesson, this is a Bible study here, guys, uh, today for you and me. Um, so in six, get up and take your mat and go home is what the NIV says, which is how I knew it. But in Amplified, it calls it a stretcher. Anyway, what I get here is I am forgiving you and I am healing you. But take your mat, which is something that he no, he no longer needs, right? His mat represented something, his past, right? It represented what kind of life he he had prior to him being healed, right? But Jesus, is, Jesus tells him to take it with him, right? Like, why did Jesus tell him to take it with him? Um, I would like to say for, you know, his glory, right? Jesus and God's glory. So, you know, when people see him like, oh, wait, weren't you the guy that was, now you walking? Like, wait, what? Right? Um, but for me also, I see it as, you know, like God saying like, you can carry old things, your old things with you. But as long as you walk forward, you know? Um, I don't want to go too deep there because there's still so much more I want to unpack in this episode and I'm already 22 minutes in. How? Okay. Because um, I'm reading the Bible and going back and forth in two different versions. Okay. Got it. All right. And shortly after this, um, this is where Jesus meets Levi, who is now known as Matthew. Now, Levi was a tax collector. And Jesus asked them to follow him. Tax collectors were not like back in the day, uh, back then. And Jesus asked this man to follow him. And Matthew did. He left everything and followed Jesus. Um... They had dinner together, and I think others were there as well. 
um, disciples. Um, and when the Pharisees found out about this, they were like, how are you eating with tax collectors and sinners? And I'm going to read this out of the NIV because I think the Amplified is a little bit more. Okay, so on hearing this, Jesus said, this is uh, verse 12, so 9-12. It is not the healthy who need a doctor, but the sick. But go and learn what this means. I desire mercy, not sacrifice. For I have not come to call the righteous, but the sinners. And that's just amazing, right? To think about, again, he's not here for the righteous. Um, he's here for those of us who can admit that we need help. And those of us who want to be better. Um, he's our doctor. He's our healer. Now, after the dinner, this is then when God, I mean, Jesus then runs into, not runs into, actually, the synagogue official. Let's see what he's called in eight in the NIV. 18. Yes. Synagogue leader. Synagogue official. Um. He comes in now, synagogue leaders, they're these law abiding individuals, right? Um, but this particular leader like believed and he came and worshiped Jesus and let him know that his daughter was dying and asked for Jesus to come lay his hands on her. So on the way to Jesus doing that, this is where the woman with the issue of blood comes in. And this lady has been bleeding for 12 years. And if I'm not mistaken, the daughter who is ill is also 12 years old. I feel like I heard that somewhere. So I'm not sure. It doesn't say it anywhere here. Um, but I feel like I heard that. Um, okay. So the girl, the, the woman with the issue of blood was bleeding for 12 years and she just has so much faith that she's like, listen, if I could just touch the hem of his garment, uh, you know, I can be healed. And sure enough, um, she was healed right now. Can we just for a moment stop and think about like the synagogue leader, like we on the way to go help my daughter and we need to stop right now. And, you know, because this woman touched, God. mind you, there's so much to unpack. Okay. No, 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 no. Okay. Anyway, after Jesus heals this woman, he makes his way to. He finally makes his way to the synagogue's leader's home where they had already announced that the daughter had died. Um, but Jesus is like, go away. The girl is not dead, but sleeping. And they laughed at him. 
Um, anyway, Jesus went in, took the girl by her hand, and the girl got up. Shortly after that, two blind men followed him, screaming out and asking that they be healed. And Jesus asked them, do you believe that I am able to do this? Do you believe in the Amplified Version? This is verse 28. Do you believe with a deep abiding trust that I am able to do this? Let's see in the NIV. What do we have? Do you believe that I'm able to do this? Oh, Amplified gave a little bit more there. See? See? Okay. Yes. So, with a deep abiding trust. And they said yes. And what does God, Jesus then says, according to your faith, your trust and confidence in my power and my ability to heal, it will be done to you. And their eyes were open. Right after that, a mute, a demon-possessed man was brought to Jesus. Um, and Jesus, in the Bible, used the word drive. So that's what I'm going to stick with. Jesus drove the demon out of this man. And although he was mute, he was able to then speak. Now this is where the Pharisees and the law-abiding individuals were really like, wait, like, he cast out demons by the power of the ruler of demons. So, although he is Jesus, the son of God, uh, the leaders thought that, you know, he, like, how is he this powerful? So the people loved it, but the leaders did not love it. Um, and I think what we learn here, too, is just that even as I do this podcast, I think it's one of my fears, right? Like, I'm sitting here believing what I believe and not that it, like, what other people believe isn't right or doesn't matter to me um there's going to be people who don't agree with what I am doing people agreeing with what um you know they're they're not going to think I'm qualified to do this um but as I move forward with just obeying what God has asked me to do I'm trusting that this is this is for a reason this is for a purpose I'm no longer as afraid as I used to be. Um, and I thank the Lord for that. Um, as we speak on confidence, I trust that he's working on that with me. I just want to be the believers that many of these individuals were. The paralyzed man, the synagogue leader, the woman with the issue of blood, the two blind men, the demon-possessed man. Like, 
I want to have such faith and believe in the powers that our father can do. I just want to be that kind of believer. I I want to be I want to be who God intended us to be. And every day that is not easy. Knowing the things I've done in the past doesn't make it easy either. That sense of shame, the things that, you know, go against his word, whether that's lying, um, whether that's like sexual immorality, um, what other things, whether that was addictions, deceit, fear, right? I want to live boldly in who he called me to be. Um, and I hope, I pray that over you as well. Um, okay, I'm going to begin to wrap up because this is a long episode. Okay, so the end of this chapter, 936, I'm going to read from the NIV. When he saw the crowds, he had compassion on them because they were harassed and helpless like sheep without shepherd. Then he said to his disciples, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out workers into his harvest field. And like I said, I just want to be this individual. I want to be someone who directs others to seek the shepherd, to seek our Lord and Savior. When I talk about watching for God and as we speak on home, I have this, I have a dog named Blue. And Blue, Blue kept getting lost. When we move to Pennsylvania, my my yard is gated. Um, But he kept getting out and I had no idea how he kept getting out. Um, so like I would see like little holes under the gate, so I would fill those holes in, but he would still get out. Now at the very back of my house, eventually I found out that there was like this little open space. Ooh, and what a revelation. Where was that? I read a verse. Wow. That was on the spot. I have to find that verse. I'm going to Google that while I'm on here. Hopefully it still records. Um, I believe it's still recording. Um, Narrow. No way. And it's in Matthew as well. Ooh. Hold on. Matthew 7. Okay, let me finish this story and I'm going to come back to this verse. (laughs) Blue kept walking out of this little space that I had no idea about. But somehow Blue kept finding his way home. Uh, Not only did Blue leave this little space in Pennsylvania, Blue also got lost in New York City one weekend that my mother was babysitting, well, dog-sitting him. And he was lost for maybe 24, no more than 48 hours. Okay. So yes, Blue has been lost quite a few times. And I'm always like 
amazed that he finds his way back home. Like, each time it was a different way, but he always found his way home. And I feel like that is what it's like for us on this journey as we seek God. You know, sometimes we go astray. As long as we come back to him, he will always welcome us. He loves us. Um, but it doesn't make the things that we do acceptable. It's just as he begins to speak to us more. And we want to see better from our lives. We want to see his power. We have to make changes, right? Um, okay, so I'm going to go to this verse that just pulled up in my heart. Go to this verse that just came to mind, which is, oh, this is King James Version. Let me see if I can change the version on the Bible app so I can read it in the NIV. Yep. Enter through the narrow gate, for wide is the gate and broad is the road that leads to destruction. And many enter through it, but small is the gate and narrow the road that leads to life. And only a few find it. So that is Matthew 13 and 14. And as I spoke on, you know, Blue, getting out this little space, this is what came to my mind. Enter through the narrow gate. For wide is the gate and broad is the road that leads to destruction. And many enter through it, but small is the gate and narrow the road that leads to life. And only a few find it. What this world gives us is wide. It's so wide. There's so many things that can lead us to destruction. And, you know, I just want us to do better. I want us to... Be encouraged to just live a life that allows us to understand that we're not perfect, but as we work on being individuals, that being the individuals that our Father called us to be, that we will, you know, overcome. It can be exhausting. It can be hard, but best believe them and that's how I'm going to end this I love you guys thanks for listening